Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is back and better than ever, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I am back. Actually, I didn't miss any Small Baller Podcasts. Uh, only true. missed five seconds of fame podcasts, two of them, sadly. Um, and uh, if you haven't seen or listened to that podcast, the link will be in the description. I highly recommend listening to that one. We're covering Big Brother right now. But we're talking about sports today, and uh, we got an exciting podcast. Before we really get into it, uh, Guy to introduce the uh, other member of this podcast, which is Ben O'Brien. Ben, how was your week? Brendan, I'll tell you. And I, I talked about this on the Five Seconds of Fame podcast. Um, it was fantastic. Trevor and I just going us two on that podcast. It was the time of my life. Brandon, mm-hmm. I'm honestly kind of upset that, that, that you came back. I was kind of hoping that maybe you liked your time away from us and maybe we, I'd never talk to you again. That was the dream. It didn't work out that way, <laughs> but it's okay. I guess I'm kind of happy you're back. Um, but I had a great time with, without you, uh, this week. Hopefully you had a great time without me. I know you didn't though. Um, but I guess, you know, you're back, whatever, that's fine. But I just want you to point out. Trevor and I proved that we can do this thing without you. We don't necessarily need you anymore. Um, so. Oh, I, I know both you guys are more than yeah, capable. So I, 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 I already knew that. Trevor and I proved our, ourselves. I mean, so um, if you wanna, if you wanna, like you know, have a good life and never talk to us again, that's fine. We'll be just fine without <laughs> you. I think you guys have missed me too much, but we'll get to the actual podcast episode. We have a fun one today. It's gonna be very, very different. We are doing our fantasy football special. Um, so we got fancy, or excuse me, we got football starting in about two weeks, two and a half weeks ish. Uh, mm-hmm. It's on the 9th, September 9th, a couple days after Ben O'Brien's 41st birthday. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, happy early birthday to Ben. Um, but, uh, which will be great. We're all very, very excited for the NFL. So today we're going to kind of deep dive into fantasy football a little bit. Um, and to start off, I think we're going to just kind of go over fantasy football as a whole, maybe a little, some little tips and tricks. Um, and I, I got a couple things, but Ben, I'm going to let you start off, uh, I, I feel like I'm always, always starting off, so I'm, I want you to start off here, uh, well, are, are you excited for fantasy football, and do you have, a, you know, a little tip or trick, uh, for one of the listeners Well, I'll there? say this, I'm always excited for fantasy football, I love fantasy football, um, do I keep up with it as, as much as I should? No, maybe that's why I've never won, but when I got Brandon to help me out, um, I like my chances with my team. Um, and at the very least, what fantasy football does is it gives me a reason to watch a, I don't know, Lions and Vikings game at 4 o'clock on a Sunday when otherwise I wouldn't care at all because maybe I got people I'm rooting for on that team that are on my fantasy team. So at the very least, it gives me a reason to watch more football than I normally would, and more football in your life is always better. Um, so I'm excited for that aspect. Obviously, I love the NFL. I like the football in general, so I'm excited for that. Um, I will say, Brandon, I have one big tip, and it, honestly, more than anything, it's probably a tip for myself because I'm the worst at this, and I think the biggest thing with fantasy football is you got to be able to keep up with what's going on in the league. It's very easy to get distracted, life goes on, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there, 12.50 Eastern time on a Sunday, and you're like, oh shoot, what's going on? I got to check my team, make sure everything's okay. All of a sudden you got four people on by, you got two people that are hurt, that are questionable, so I think one of the biggest things is you got to be able to keep up with what's going on, not only in the National Football League, the NFL, but also your league in general. Maybe look at some transactions. Maybe there's a player you really like that somebody on another team dropped. Pick him up, okay? So you got to be, you got to, you got to stay with it throughout the week. Don't be the type of person that I am, which is I'm trying to going to try to fix this this year. Don't be the type of person where you log on at 12:30 on a Sunday and see what's going on. Now I'm not saying you have to spend four hours every day unless that's what you want to do, but a couple times a week. Check up. Make sure you know what's going on in your league. Make sure you have a plan for Sunday. Um, that way you're not just winging it 
10 minutes before kickoff on Sundays because in my experience, not a great recipe for success. You're probably not going to win um, unless you're a genius. So that's that's my biggest tip for fantasy football. you got to be able to keep up with the news in the National Football League but also in your own personal league as well. So, and, and Trevor, chime in, because uh, just for the listeners to know, Trevor, this is, you're getting back into fantasy football. You know, that's right. You're going to get back yeah. into it this year. So yeah, exactly. Any, anytime you want to jump in with a little question, just do it. A um, couple tips that I have. I, I got a couple things I want to talk about. The first thing is really understand the rules of your league. This is very, very, very important because you can understand what positions are more and less valuable. You know, if, for example... Um, let's say wide receivers don't have bonuses. You know, they don't get that 40, 50 yard catch bonus where it's an extra two, four points maybe. You know, understand your rules so you can really figure out um, how to draft and when to draft certain players. This is very, very, very important. And additionally, when trade time comes, um, if you understand some of the rules, you can, you know, maybe use that to help uh, get your guy traded for someone you want. Um, and speaking of trading, another tip never trade the worst player or the best player in the trade. So I know some people are like, oh, I'll give you one player for two, and the, the one player is always the, you know, is the better player in that instance. Unless you absolutely need that depth, there's no reason to ever be trading the best player in the trade away. Just, you know, I, I wouldn't do it. I just would Brandon, not do it. It's interesting you say that because it works the same way in real life. Like in the NFL, in the NBA, like if you trade the best player, it normally does not work out so well for you. So it's interesting that that applies in uh, fantasy football as well. Well, I'll say, though, you know, if you look at, like, let's say the NBA, you know, Russell Westbrook just got traded, and they got picks and other, you know, players. I guess maybe he's not the best example, but if you're in a stage where you're not going to win and you need to rebuild, then, you know, go for it. And this is actually one reason why, like, there's a lot of keeper leagues, and I don't personally like keepers, is because people will trade for keepers specifically. So they'll give, like, if your team is out of the playoffs, they're not going to, you're definitely not going to win in fantasy football. You can trade one of your players that's going to be really, or that is really good for a keeper for the next season. So that's one reason I don't like keepers very much. But I feel like there actually is some value to that in actual professional sports. I don't think it's as simple as, you know, don't be losing out on the best player. Because if there's teams that aren't going to win and they gotta, they got to do it on a four-year contract that's $35 million a year, let's get some picks for that, you know, and rebuild. So I think, it's, I think if you're contending, you know, two contending teams are trading in the NBA, mm-hmm. NFL, whatever, don't want to give up the best player. I don't think yeah. that's a good idea at all. Uh, but I think it's a little bit different in, in that aspect, if you get what I mean, Trevor. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, it's very, very important. Know your rules. Um, understand your rules. Um, another thing uh, that's really, really important is is do research beforehand, before your draft. Ben is, is the worst I at am. this. He's not good. Uh, he's, he's not good at doing his, his uh, pre-research. Um, but Ben always gets the job done. He always always makes sure, you know, and he's had some good teams, at least when I've known him. Maybe that's for, because of me. Maybe that's because of him. We don't need to debate that here today on this podcast. Um, but do your research before. You know, you don't necessarily need to map out every single pick, but map out your first two picks. Those two picks are very, very important. Hit the, on those first two picks. You know, have three guys ready for both of those picks. And understand your league. You know, if your league likes drafting receivers or running backs or quarterbacks, understand that and plan around that. Uh, so really, really understand the people in your leagues. Uh, ben, anything else you want to add? I'm trying to think if I have any other tips. Those are the kind of the three main ones that I have. Yeah, again. Uh, before um, we kind of really dive into players. Those are the ones I had, right? You got to be aware of, of injuries and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, like you said, being aware of your league, understanding, and you made a good point, understanding maybe not necessarily as, I shouldn't say this, not only do you need to know the rules of your league, but also, like you said, Brandon, you got to be able to understand who's in your league, understand what type of people 
or in your league, and a lot of times it's your friends, you understand how they think or you're familiar with how they think. Like you said, Brandon, if if it's a league where you know receivers are going to go really high, be aware of that. If it's a league where you know mm-hmm. I'm going to have a couple people that are going to pick a quarterback really, really high, be aware of that. Plan your strategy around that. Understand I'm probably not going to get the top three or four quarterbacks. They're probably going to go pretty early. That's fine. Have a plan for what you're going to do when that happens. Okay, so um, again, have a plan. Be aware of, of who's in your league and what type of people they are, what, ty- what, what type of drafters they are. Um, because I do think that that is, plays a big part in the success of your team is is being able to understand um, and be prepared for what's going to happen when your draft comes. 100%. Trevor, any final thoughts or questions that you have before we kind of move on to the positional area? Yeah, I think the one thing I would add, um, just as I've, because I've already started doing research, um, I haven't done a fantasy football draft since I was in middle school. So I've been, you know, since really like last weekend, I've been, you know, listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, trying to find out, you know, some of the best tips and, and advice as well. So I think, you know, just in general, as I kind of look at this website I'm looking, looking at last year's results, it seems very clear that if you look at certain positions like quarterback, for example, the difference between the top quarterbacks, like the number one, number two quarterback, and like the 10th quarterback, 11th quarterback, is not as big as the difference between like the running backs where, you know, if you have that number one running back versus the number 10 running back, that's a pretty, that's a big difference. At least last year, that's how it was. Um, receiver, it's kind of the same thing. So I think just in terms of value, that's why at least my inclination now has been to like, okay, running backs, wide receivers are probably more important than quarterbacks. But um, I guess you can always look at it like, you know, if you really believe in a certain quarterback, maybe as like a sleeper and you think the value is worth it, then, then maybe still go for it. But just that's why I'm in general a little hesitant about drafting quarterbacks super early. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. But let's actually talk about some quarterbacks. Um, so we'll kind of go through each of the main positions, talk about some players we like, we don't like, maybe a sleeper or two. Um, let's start off with quarterbacks we like. Okay, and if I hear any of you say Patrick Mahomes, we all like Patrick Mahomes. Um, so so I'll, I'll start off. The quarterback that I like in fantasy this year, like a lot, that I think is a little undervalued, not necessarily what I would call a sleeper, but just a quarterback that I really, really like, um, is Justin Herbert. He was my quarterback last year. Um, he did really, really well. Um, in my main fantasy league last year. I absolutely love him. I love the Chargers. I know Ben is going to hate me <laughs> for do. saying all this um, because of because uh, of his love for uh, Joe Burrow, uh, who I also think is a great quarterback. Uh, I just love Justin Herbert, too. I think he did really, really well in fantasy. He proved that you know uh, he can do it um, in terms of fantasy points, and I think he'll do it again. I, I'm a big, big fan of Justin Herbert. Ben, are you going to go out on a limb and say Joe Burrow here? Well, I guess Honestly, I don't even think it's that much of a limb. I think he's really good, too. I'd like to point out, Joe Burrow is very good. Am I going to say Joe Burrow? No, because one, that's boring. And two, I don't know what I don't know what Joe Burrow is going to be like this year. I have no idea how you come nine months from you know a surgery where basically your entire knee was destroyed. I have no idea what he's going to do. I'm not going to say him, but mm-hmm. I will say somebody that in ESPN is only ranked one spot higher, and that is Matthew Stafford. Okay, I'm very interested to see what Matthew Stafford is going to do this year. Am I saying he's going to be a top-five quarterback? No. Can he? Maybe. I'm not saying he's not capable of it, but I'm excited because he's on a new team, on a team that seems like they care about winning for really the first time in his career. Um, he's in an organization that seems like they're going to put weapons around him. Um, and I've, I've been very vocal about Matthew, Tha- Matthew Stafford. Do I think he's the greatest quarterback of all time? No. Um, but I'm aware that he's a good quarterback, and now that he's not on the Lions anymore... Um, I do have confidence that he's going to put up some pretty good numbers because, I, again, I understand he's, he's not the youngest quarterback in the world, 
but he's still capable. We saw last year. He did a good year last year. Um, he's had good years pretty consistently in his career, but his team's winning four or five games every year. Nobody's going to really talk about it. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what Matthew Stafford does this year. I do not think it's a terrible pick. If you're late in the draft and a lot of the top quarterbacks have been taken, maybe take a chance with Matthew Stafford um, because, yes, he's a question mark, new team. Depends on how much stock you put into being on a new team, not as familiar with receivers. But he's with a great play call and a great offensive mind at, uh, at, as head coach, right, Sean McVay. I do think he's going to be put in a situation to succeed more than he has in, in years past. Um, so I'm excited to see what Matthew Stafford does. I do not think it's a bad pick if, if you take him late in your draft. Trevor, any player that you really, really like that is a quarterback in this year's fantasy football world? Yeah, so I think there's a few interesting things. We're all kind of looking at this. I, I think we're all looking at the same site, which, Brandon, you sent this to me, and thank you because it's a really good resource. It's like the ESPN fantasy football like position rankings. Um, mm -hmm. So as I'm kind of looking at it here, I agree with Ben's take, first of all. Matthew Stafford at 12, I think that's kind of low. Um, I expect Matthew Stafford to have a really good season. Um, and just in general, I think the Rams are going to be really good. Um, they're going to be you know, one of these Super Bowl contenders, I think, with uh, now adding Matthew Stafford on top of, a, I would say, a pretty decent offense and a really elite defense as well. Um, so I like the Matthew Stafford one. Um, I also am looking at now, this can depend on whether you're doing a one quarterback league or a two quarterback league. Cause if you're doing a one quarterback league and it's only, you know, 10 people drafting, then only, you know, you're only looking at the top 10 quarterbacks. But if you're doing a two quarterback league, then I think Justin Fields, just in terms of value could be a really great option on this list. He's number 22. Um, now, maybe it's because these people are like, oh, Andy Dalton's going to be the starter week one, which it does seem like that's going to be the case. So we're going to rank Justin Fields a little bit lower. But I f I'm pretty confident that Justin Fields will be the starter by at least like week three or week four. I think he'll be the starter by week two because with Andy Dalton going up against that Rams defense in week one, I think it's like kind of uh, the perfect storm for him to have a pretty terrible game, to be honest with you. And I could see Justin Fields starting in week two. And I think Justin Fields, what he can bring to the table, obviously, like, you know, Brandon in particular, you've been a big believer in Justin Fields, and I am with you. I think he can put up great passing numbers, great running numbers, and 22 just seems undervalued for Justin Fields there. Another guy that I'm at least, like, uh, I probably would never draft. Well, I certainly would never draft him, and I don't know if I would ever pick him up either, but it's just interesting. It's just something I'm looking at, and it's Jameis Winston at 27. Not not saying I would, I'm not drafting him. I probably won't even pick him up, but I think it's interesting because if he is the starter and you know he can play really well, I mean, we saw the numbers he put up two years ago with Tampa Bay. Um, I think in like the list I was looking at, he was the third fantasy quarterback two years ago. So if he's the third fantasy quarterback two years ago, then who knows? Maybe he could be a top 15 fantasy quarterback for the Saints. It's it's possible. Don't, don't know if it's super likely, but it's just interesting there. Uh, one last guy uh, that I'm going to be looking at is Dak Prescott at number four. I have, I don't know, I just am a little concerned. I think that's a little overvalued for Dak Prescott just because of my worries about injury stuff. You know, it's so hard to predict there. Um, if he is fully healthy, the number four is probably pretty accurate, but I'm just a little hesitant. 
Yeah, no, we'll, we'll for sure have to see with Dak. I like Dak a lot if he's healthy. Man's healthy. He's a top five fantasy quarterback. Guys we don't like. And, uh, you know, I'll, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll start off with this one. There's really only one quarterback, and I hate this quarterback <laughs> so much that I, 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 I had to do this. And I actually believe this, too. Uh, the number 19 quarterback on this list is Baker Mayfield. Uh, and Baker Mayfield sucks. Man is not good. Okay, just gonna flat out say it. And he's even worse fantasy quarterback because he does not throw the ball an enormous amount. Um, and I would go so far to say the Browns, out of Browns players, there's only really one or two that I would even think about getting in terms of fantasy, and that's the running backs. I wouldn't want any of the receivers. Definitely don't want Baker Mayfield. Or I guess their defense isn't terrible, but um, they got to play in a, in a high-powered offense, AFC North. Um, so uh, Baker's got to be the bottom of the barrel for me. I wouldn't take him if he was the last person. Um, on earth, in terms of a quarterback, I'd rather go with no quarterback. So Baker Mayfield will be the uh, the bust for me. And honestly, he's at 19. That's not even good. So the fact that I'm calling him a bust at, at 19th overall quarterback is uh, is pretty terrible on his part. But we'll see. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Ben, uh, a player that you uh, are not too fond of in this fantasy football world. Yeah, I got a couple. Um, one is is a quarterback that on ESPN is a top 10 quarterback on their list, and that's Jalen Hurts. I don't know. I just haven't seen enough of him to be confident in him as my number one quarterback on my fantasy team. Um, health has been an issue. Excuse me. Health has been an issue. Um, and I just I don't think he's proven himself yet. We just haven't seen a whole lot of him. He's not somebody that I would be extremely confident in as my number one quarterback. Another person, not nearly as high on this list, but somebody that I personally probably would want to stay away from is, is Tua um, for the same reasons. Health is an issue, and I just don't know if I've seen a lot from Tua. A lot of people are really high on Tua. A lot of people aren't very high on Tua. I just don't know what, what we're going to get. I'm not saying his ceiling isn't high. I do think he's got a decently high ceiling. He can be a good quarterback, but he just hasn't proven it to me yet. He hasn't been around long enough, and he hasn't been healthy enough and in the lineup consistently enough um, for me to have confidence in, in picking him or wasting a draft pick on him. So, again, a couple quarterbacks, fairly young quarterbacks, um, but for the same reasons, health and lack of experience, I just the two quarterbacks that I would not feel super comfortable in if they were my number one quarterbacks on my team. Um, now, if you're picking them up for a week, favorable matchup, maybe. But in terms of you know a quarterback leading your fantasy team, I probably wouldn't want either of those quarterbacks on my team. Trevor, any uh, player that you think will be a bust? Yeah, I think in, you know, the way I answered your last question, I was kind of angling towards sleepers because as I'm looking at this list, it seems very accurate to me. Like, Mahomes is number one, Allen's two, Kyler Murray's three, Prescott is four, Lamar Jackson's five. That that tracks. That all makes sense. And even, like, six through ten, it, it all makes sense for me. So I'm, I'm just trying to look of, like, with the value that the consensus seems to have it at, like where I see little things that maybe I think this player's underrated, this player's overrated. So with with kind of taking that into account, um, it, it's kind of hard to find people. Again, I think Dak might be the one, uh, but that's just like some uncertainty. I mean, I think uh, the Tua stuff, again, uh, maybe injury concerns there. Um, I think Ben Roethlisberger is pretty high on this list, I got to say. He's, he's 17. Um... I, I think it's health there as well. I just don't feel great about how uh, Ben Roethlisberger is going to do this year. So I guess in terms of, like, is he rated too high? I think maybe a little bit there for Ben. Uh, Daniel Jones, the guy right behind him at 18, that also might be a little too high. I, I don't think Daniel Jones is a very good quarterback. So those are just 
you know, a few different options in terms of value where I think it's bad. But as I mentioned, like the guys with good value, like Justin Fields, I think for sure. Um, maybe Jameis, but that one's a little bit more of a stretch. And then Stafford maybe is is the best one in terms of value being 12th when I think he's definitely uh, going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Yeah, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Let's move on to a very important position, which is running back. Um, and we got a lot more players in this pool. Uh, and running back is just such a valuable position. Uh, I think it's really, really hard to figure this one out. Uh, but I'm going to go right away with a guy that I really, really like. I even say he's my sleeper, and that's Joe Mixon. Giovanni Bernard isn't there. We have Joe Burrow back healthy. I know, Ben, you probably don't want me hyping up your, your Bengals players, but I really like Joe Mixon this year. Uh, if the offensive line can just hold it together just a little, little bit better, Joe Mixon's going to be just, you know, in a wonderful, wonderful position. Um, and I, I right here, he's ranked 13th. I expect him to be a top 10 running back this year. I have a lot of high hopes uh, for uh, Joe Mixon this coming season. Ben, you, you agree with me? you got a different sleeper? Well, I'll say, Brandon, that's the smartest thing you've said all day. I'll just say that. Um, I don't want to pick Joe Mixon, but I do think there's another person, Brandon, that you've talked about a lot on this podcast. Um, he's on a team I don't like, but I do think he's going to have a good year, and that's Najee Harris. All right, ESPN listed right behind Joe Mixon. Um, I hate that he's a stealer, but Ben, Roethl- ben Roethlisberger, he's still playing really old. I do think Najee Harris is going to be a large focus of that offense. How good is the team going to be as a whole? I don't know. But I do think Najee Harris is going to rack up rack up enough fantasy points to be an extremely valuable member of your team if he's on there. Um, so I'm excited to see how Najee Harris does in the NFL. Obviously, he dominated Alabama. He was the best player on the field pretty much every time he played. Um, and it was pretty clear, clear of that. So I'm excited to see how his talent stacks up in the NFL. Obviously, a different set of talent in the NFL than in college. But I think he will be just fine. I think he will be a very, very, very good running back. Um, at least this year, early in his career. Trevor, what do you think? Any any guys you really, really like on this list? Um, there's one guy that I've liked since I saw him play in college at Wisconsin, and that's Jonathan Taylor. Um, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Taylor, have been for years. Um, here he's at the number seven running back position, which I my instinct is to say he might even be, I don't know, it's tough because all the running backs ahead of him are also really good, so maybe seven is right. But I just I think he could have a really good year, especially with the uncertainty at the quarterback position with Wentz now having his injury. I could see Indy going uh, very much like kind of run heavy, and I think Jonathan Taylor could potentially have a very uh, great year. I, I just have always thought he was very talented. So Jonathan Taylor is definitely uh, one of my picks. As far as more of sleepers, um, it's a little bit tougher, I guess, to find some sleepers. Um, I do uh, maybe... I mean, I like Travis Etienne, so him at 23, like, could that be undervalued? Maybe. Um, but I think my my the person that stands out is definitely Jonathan Taylor for me. So next up, we, of course, have guys that we think will be a little bit more busts. Um, and I got one uh, pretty high on the board here, and that is Ezekiel Elliott. Ever since he got COVID a while back, he has not been the same guy uh, with or without Dak. I don't really think it matters. Um, I, I'm just not high on Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, maybe it's because he went to Ohio State, and I just don't like Ohio State fans. Um, but I'm just not high on him at all. He had a couple really, really great seasons, got his enormous contract, and just said, all right, I'm done. Um, and it seems like it's kind of been like that. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I just see him more as like the 15th best running back instead of the 6th best. Um, so Ezekiel Elliott will have to be my, my bust for today. Uh, Trevor, I'm going to go to you before we go to Ben. Who do you see on the list as a bust? 
so I don't I don't necessarily know if I have enough knowledge to pick out like a huge bust. I, I guess I'm more just like curious. Like Christian McCaffrey, he's the number one pick, and it seems like that's like the consensus. Like Christian McCaffrey, he's gonna have the most fantasy points. You know, looking at like what he was on par to do last year before he got injured, it makes sense. But are you at least concerned at all about like potential, you know, other injuries arising with Christian McCaffrey, whereas maybe you would take someone else like a Dalvin Cook ahead of him because of that? Or or is there no concern with Christian McCaffrey for you, Brandon? Um, I you can't draft running backs off injury concerns. Uh, yeah. Let's look at the top five running backs. Dalvin Cook has been out for a whole year. They, they've Barkley's all had issues. Year. That's true. Alvin Kamara's had plenty of issues. We've seen Derrick Henry miss weeks almost every single year. Ezekiel Elliott got COVID. He was out for a while. Isn't the same. Uh, Austin Eckler's been out countless times. Nick Chubb was out last year for extended periods of time. Joe Mixon uh, didn't. Joe Mixon miss a whole year. Banner he most missed of most year, of it. Every single running back here has injuries. I, I, you cannot yeah. draft a running back off of the fact that he gets injuries. Christian McCaffrey, if he is healthy, if he plays 10 games, if he plays 8 games, will be the best running back uh, in, in fantasy, 100%. I, I firmly believe that. There's there's no All one right. else I'd be taking with the first pick except Christian McCaffrey. Not that there's not other good guys. I love Dalvin Cook. I love Saquon Barkley. I had him two years ago. He was lovely. Um, Kamara last year brought me to a championship. Um, so... I, I you can't draft running backs off off injury concerns. Christian McCaffrey is an easy number one for me. Um, ben, any any busts that you see? Yeah, and this is a name I don't like to put the the word bust next to this person because I think that might be an unpopular opinion. But just somebody that if I don't know somebody that I've had questions about for a couple years now, and that's Saquon Barkley. Um, and I I, don't, I hate to be the guy that says because of his injuries because you just made a good point it's not necessarily you shouldn't base everything on injuries <laughs> but he's had extensive injury issues he's missed a lot of time um and i'm i'm just thinking the people around him the derrick henry's the austin eckler's who i think is a great running back even like trevor said the jonathan taylor's i don't necessarily know if saquon barkley is a better option than any of those people that i just named um does he have a super high potential insanely high potential when he gets when he got drafted people were saying this dude's gonna be the best running back in the nfl year one um but he's had a hard time staying healthy and i think there's a lot of other options that are just as good if not better than him now i'm not saying if he slides super late in your draft i'm not saying don't pick up saquon barkley that'd be stupid all right people are still high on him but i just don't necessarily know if he on espn he's he's ranked at number six i don't necessarily know if he's the sixth best running back on this list that i'm looking at um i just have a lot of questions about him yeah, okay. Third on okay. My so list Summers too. have him at third. ESPN on here. I'm looking at has him at six. All right. So I just don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily a hot take or not. But I just don't have enough faith in Saquon Barkley to maybe draft him with one of my top picks. If there's running backs like Derrick Henry, like Alvin Kamara, um, like Austin Eckler on the board. Next up, we have wide receivers. Um, and another very, very important position that always seems to be good ones on the waiver wire, so this is going to be an interesting one. Um, a guy that I really, really, really like this year, and he's rated really, really high, so, you know, it, it makes sense. He's a he's, uh, second, third-round guy is Calvin Ridley. No Julio Jones now. Matt Ryan's really, I mean, I know he has uh, Pitts from Florida tight end, um, but I love Calvin Ridley. Um, I, I loved him when he came out of school out of Alabama, and I love him here. I think he's going to be really, really great this year. I mean, fifth seems like a pretty good spot. I'm not necessarily saying he's a sleeper. It's just a guy that I really, really enjoy watching and that I think is going to have such a great season. Calvin Ridley at 20, 
that's a, that's a good pickup if you ask me. Uh, ben, we'll move back to you. Um, any any guy you see on here is a sleeper or a guy you really really like? I'll tell you this, Brandon. I got three guys on my list and they're all on the same team. Don't be sleeping on the trio of wide receivers in Cincinnati, Ohio. Now that being said, <laughs> do I think any three of them are going to be a top five receiver in the league? No. ESPN has them mid twenties, early thirties, but those three are all right in the same section on this list. They are they are going to be a good two three receiver on your fantasy team. Um, again, I wouldn't say don't don't count on Jamar Chase being your best receiver on your team. I don't know how how well that's going to work out if you're picking him over people like Metcalf and AJ Brown and Keenan Allen. But I think those three, any of those three, are going to be a really good second, third receiver on your fantasy team. Maybe even in a flex spot um, because. Again, the Bengals are really the only team that have three receivers all in the same section of this list. Now, they're not in the top ten, but they're kind of in that second, third tier of, of receivers. Um, and I do think they're going to be extremely valuable members. Now, I guess you can make the argument, well, you got, they got to share the receptions. There's only one ball. got to share time. Um, but I'm just, I just thought it would be something to point out. And I didn't, uh, maybe I sound like a homer, but I do think it's, it's a really cool thing. They have, Bengals have three really good receivers. Hopefully, they have a good quarterback throwing to them that, um, no big deal is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in college football history, whatever. So, something to point out, are they going to be a top 10 receiver? No, none of them probably will. But that second tier of quarterbacks, I would expect two, maybe even all three of them to be in that group of, of second, third tier um, wide receivers. Trevor, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's interesting uh, you say that. I was... So I heard on another podcast, I heard someone mention T. Higgins as like a sleeper. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, And I was like, yeah, well, if I believe Joe Burrow is going to have as good of a year as I think he is, which I love Joe Burrow just as I know Ben does. I know Brandon does as well. And I think he'll have a really good year. And also, just in general, I think if you think the Bengals are going to be better than expected, then why not? you know, you know, pick someone like T Higgins ahead of, you know, maybe at least a few of these other guys. Now, I think the only question is kind of what you said, Ben. It's like, well, maybe Jamar Chase actually is going to be the Bengals number one receiver. Like that's a possibility as well. Uh, could even be Tyler Boyd, I guess. So we'll have to see with that. But I, I do, I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking at T Higgins. I'm like, that's, that could be interesting. Uh, a guy I really like in particular, which again, dependent on Dak Prescott, being healthy, which I do expect him to be healthy, you know, just a little uncertainty there. But I really like C.D. Lamb um, on this list. He is uh, slotted 12th, the 12th best receiver here for Dallas. That seems a little undervalued. I, I really think C.D. Lamb is, you know, one of the, I think he could end up being one of the best receivers in the NFL. And I think with Dak Prescott, you know, throwing to him behind, a, you know, a solid offensive line there, you know, I expect the Cowboys to put up a ton of points this year. I think C.D. Lamb is definitely a great option at wide receiver. Yeah, no, I, I, I like C.D. Lamb a lot too. Um, but let's move on to guys we don't like as much. And I'll go first again here. Um, the guy that I don't like is on a team that I absolutely hate, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to go with Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, and the reason I'm going with them is they have such a crowded receiver pool. Uh, that I, actually, I think all of them are, are solid receivers, including Juju. Um, but this year, Juju's ranked the 30th overall receiver. I think he's going to be even worse than that. Chase Claypool is there. We got Deontay Johnson uh, from Toledo. Uh, so a lot of lot of guys in a very crowded room. Um, it's going to be tough to, to get all those big, big time catches. Um, Juju has a big name. I think he'll be drafted higher than 29, and I just don't like him that much. You won't be seeing him on my teams. Um, Trevor, we'll go to you next. Any, any busts in the receiver area? 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I continue to look at these rankings more and more, and I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that, that makes sense. Like, it's hard to see, again, with value. Um, I think, you know, it's it's hard to know, like, when we're drafting, who is going to be left out here. But if I'm looking at who might be overvalued, man, this is actually pretty tough. I mean, like, Terry McLaurin's obviously very good. He's very talented. You could potentially look at Washington if you don't believe in the quarterback situation. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's, I think, going to be a better option than what they had last year. But I don't know. Is that enough to make Terry Lauren, Ter- Terry McLaurin the ninth best receiver? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe they're going to rely on him so much that he will have a really good year. But I'm at least just like looking at that. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Maybe um, another guy... That I guess I would say, I, I think with the Steelers thing, I think I kind of agree. Um, just as far as like, they have a few really good options. And one of those options is probably going to fall short of where they're projected. So like between Deontay Johnson, uh, Juju, and Chase Claypool, like one of them, at least one of them is going to fall short. Maybe two of them. So um, I'm looking at that as well. Um, other than that, I think it, it pretty much tracks as far as like, the best, like Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, that's the top five. Makes a lot of sense. Um, again, so yeah, I, I don't really have any busts that like stand out to me, I would say. Ben, what do you think? Yeah, so I'm thinking of one guy, um, and again, I hate to use the word bust next to him because he's a very talented receiver, but Mike Evans, I don't know. And I have a couple reasons why. Obviously, last year he had a good year last year. And obviously, he has a great quarterback in Tom Brady. Tom Brady will get you the ball if you're open. I'm not worried about that. Um, but Mike Evans is—he's in a really crowded—he's in a really crowded receiving core. Maybe the most crowded they've been in a long time since he's been there. Um, and last year he had a great year, but there were a lot of injuries for the Buccaneers on wide receiver and wide receivers last year. So that led to a lot of his targets. Um, if you look at fantasy football, especially wide receivers, in terms of especially if you're PPR points per reception, it's all about volume. It's all about number of targets you're going to get. And I just don't know if Mike Evans is going to get necessarily the amount of targets that you would want from him if he's your number one receiver on your team. Now, again, I'm going to say this again. He's a good receiver. I'm not saying don't draft him. But if he's your number one receiver, don't be relying on him to be your number one receiver on your fantasy league because, or on your fantasy team because there's a lot of people on that, on that roster. And like I said, Tom Brady doesn't necessarily play favorites, at least not with this team. If you're open, he'll get you the ball. And that's a com- complicated offense. Tom Brady likes to spread the ball around. He's not going to be looking to Mike Evans every single play. So, Mike Evans, good receiver, really talented dude. He's a big dude. He can overpower a lot of defenders. But really crowded receiving core. Tom Brady likes to spread the ball around, especially on this Buccaneers team. Um, if, if, if you're counting on him to be your number one receiver on your team, don't do it because I don't think that would work out too well for you. Yeah, yeah I think quickly – I, I was just going to say uh, quickly, I think that's interesting. Um, I don't, I don't, I mean, again, like I definitely wouldn't call him a bust, but I could totally see Chris Godwin being the number one fantasy receiver on the Buccaneers. Actually, that's probably what I would guess, to be honest with you. But, um, but nevertheless, Mike Evans is still a very reliable option. But I'm at least like, I, I don't hate the take, Ben. Okay. Don't hate it. Thank you, Trevor. So let's go to, we'll go to our final position we'll go over today. Defensive kickers are kind of whatever. So we'll go over some tight ends. And, you know, I'm going to do my sleeper and bust slash people I like, don't like, all in one. Uh, the people I like, and it's going to be so simple, okay? You guys ready for this? Ben, I am ready. You guys ready? It's, this is really going to be very easy. Okay. Um, I like Travis Kelsey, and I don't like everybody else. <laughs> 
And let me explain what I mean by that. Travis Kelsey is one of the best players in fantasy. I had him last year, and I considered him the most valuable fantasy player. Um, I absolutely love him, and if you look at, I mean, just everyone's rankings. Uh, I mean, the other guys, he's a top five pick. The other guys are, are fourth round guys at the at minimum. You know, we go way higher after that. Uh, if you don't get Travis Kelsey, it's just a bust from the rest of them. You know, not saying that Waller or Kittle or Andrews or, you know, Hawkinson or whoever the hell you want to, you know, say is good. I'm not saying those guys aren't good. I like some of those guys. Mark Andrews is on my favorite team. I like him. He's just not Travis Kelsey. Okay, if you don't have Travis Kelsey, it doesn't matter. Just pick one of the tight ends and hope he does half as well as Travis Kelsey, and you'll be in good shape. But Ben, I'll leave it to you. I went nice and quick. Um, let's, I'm interested to see what you have to say. So, Brennan, I like that take because I agree with you. I think Travis Kelsey is far and away the best tight end on this list. But there are some people that I, I do want to point out. One's George Kittle coming off an injury last year. Remember two years ago, it was him and Kelsey, and I think people made arguments for George Kittle over Kelsey. Did I? Do I think that's necessarily right? Maybe not. Especially not, I'd say, coming to this year, no. But George Kittle's a really good tight end, top two tight end two years ago. Coming off injury, we'll see. Um, another one is Kyle Pitts. Now, we know nothing about Kyle Pitts other than what we do know and what was said a thousand times on draft night is that he is one of, if not the most ready now rookies that are coming into this league this year. He is ready right now. He's got the build. He's got the skill set to be a really, really good top five tight end from day one this year. I'm super excited to see what Kyle Pitts adds to this league, adds to the Falcons. Are the Falcons going to win the division? Probably not. But Kyle Pitts is a really, really, really strong target, and I expect the Falcons to key on that early this year, and I expect him to be an extremely large part of the offense moving forward this year. Yeah, 100%. Trevor, what do you think? Yeah, so, I mean, the Travis Kelsey point you made, obviously, is is definitely correct. I mean, just looking at the numbers here from last year, he completely demolished every other tight end. It wasn't really that close, um, just as far as, like, his average and his overall. And I don't think that's going to be all that different. Um, So I agree there. He's no doubt the number one tight end. Um, If I'm looking for, like, a sleeper... You know, I think I'm going to kind of parlay this with my take of thinking Matthew Stafford's going to be really good. I, like, as a sleeper, I think Tyler Higby uh, down at, it looks like he's down like, number 14 um, on this list. And I'm just, like, thinking, like, I know Matthew Stafford. He's one of the quarterbacks that likes his tight ends. He likes, you know, spreading the ball around, targeting the tight ends. If I think Matthew Stafford's going to have a really good statistical year, then why not, you know, also believe in someone like Tyler Higby as, as like, a sleeper that I would probably take later. But, again, just, like, I think in terms of value, uh, looking at some of these other tight ends, I think he'll probably have better numbers than at least a few of these guys that are ahead of him. Um, but other than that, uh, you know, it's it's hard to find value, I think, other than that. Really, it's, it's Kelsey, or other than that, you're trying to just find, like, you know, a sleeper that you really believe in. Um, another guy that I just have always liked since college in Notre Dame is Cole Komet. Um, you know, I'm not sure like what the, the relationship will be like once, once Justin Fields does take the starting job, because he will at some point, uh, with Justin Fields and Cole Komet, I think that'll be interesting to see, but just another thing I'm going to be keeping an eye on because I've always liked Cole Komet as a prospect. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does in Chicago this year. Alrighty. Any guys you guys don't really like on this list in terms of drafting? Ben, we'll start with you to wrap up the episode. Yeah, real quickly, and it's similar to what I said about Mike Evans um, with the wide receivers, but if I were you, and maybe you're listening, and maybe you're like, this dude that's talking is an idiot, I'm not going to listen to him, but I'm probably not going to be drafting Rob Gronkowski on my my fantasy team. He's a big name. He's a big character. I just don't think he's a huge part of, of the Buccaneers offense. We saw that last year's production wasn't super high. 
Is he a good player? Yeah. Um, he's a big dude. He's a good blocker. But I just can't see him putting up these monster numbers as, as a tight end. Um, I'm not super high on Rob Gronkowski, especially now he's old. He's had some injuries. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't have a whole lot of faith in him putting up the numbers that you're probably going to need from your tight end to be a contender in your league. Yeah, no, I, I, agree I definitely agree with that take. Trevor, wrap us up. Anyone that you don't like so much? Um, I mean, really, I'm just kind of eyeing the tight ends that have bad bad quarterbacks throwing to them. So, like T.J. Hawkinson, for example, oh, yeah. Detroit. He has Jared. He has Jared Goff throwing to him. Big downgrade. Don't don't, don't love Goff. that. Don't yeah. Don't love that pick. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson being number five. Uh, no, I think he should probably be lower than that. All right. Well, anything else you guys want to add to our fantasy football recap before we kind of wrap up the episode today? No. Um, I think that's about it. I mean, again, yeah, like, I think that's, like that's it pretty much. Yeah, like defenses and kickers, as you said, they don't mean a ton. Like, just take the best one available, but it's not a huge difference, right? No, that's not that big of a deal. Let's take best available. Um, but I think we'll kind of wrap up the episode there for today. Thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate all the spoilers we give to this podcast. Of course, follow the Small Ballers at the Small Baller on Twitter or click the link in the description. Um, go listen to the Five Seconds of Fame podcast, which the three of us do on Big Brother, that comes out every Friday at 12 or at noon Eastern time. Um, so go give that a listen if you enjoy Big Brother. Um, and, uh, yeah, with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons!